Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Like Scoob. We made it to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, man. Yeah, we're on a podcast. <laughs> like it's going to be a good one. They're having a cartoon draft today, Scoob. What do you think? Oh, yeah, we're going to be number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's get it to the host, Ryan J., Michael, and John. Take it away, boys. Take it away. <laughs> it's an absolute honor that we had Scooby and Shaggy join the podcast today. Um, we absolutely love you guys, but I will not let you influence my pick. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the time off there. I need to rest my vocal cords there for a minute. So thank you, Shag and Scoob. What do you boys know? Anything good going on in the world today? I'll tell you what, um, it rained uh, down here in uh, the country of Texas uh, for the first time uh, in a long time. It's probably been a month since it rained. And uh, what I found is that, you know, all of us have lived in the Midwest at some point or another. The rain in the Midwest is so, like, most of the time, like, gentle and, like, soothing and you know you got these clouds and whatever when it rains in texas it's like somebody is dumping bucket five gallon buckets of water from the sky like the rain comes down so heavy and intense and the drops are like size of uh uh pool balls uh everything's bigger in texas billiard balls uh it's it's nuts, but I'll tell you what, we really needed it. And uh, yeah, so that's your uh, weather for today. So you feel like the animated characters and ants in a bug's life when it starts raining. That's exactly what it you're is. Just yes. Like, <laughs> you're just like, ah, pure chaos. I, I, I kind of judge them pretty hard. Like when I watch those movies, but like being in Texas is exactly like that scene. Exactly like that scene. Yeah, that, that movie and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, same thing. Just that rain coming yeah. down. Or the sprinkler water coming down, man. Yeah. Horrific. 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 Well, today's today's podcast, people, we got got a couple of fun games. We're going to have trivia, which we all love to do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a name that athlete or actor game today, which I'm pretty stoked about. We're going to do that one first, uh, if you guys want to get that ball rolling. Let's do it. All right, let's get into athlete or actor. I don't even know you anymore. It's time to play actor or athlete. Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. This is how the game is going to go. We are going to pick an athlete or an actor, and we are going to give out six guesses. First being the hardest guess or uh, clue, six being the easiest clue. And once we read the clue, we're going to go around the room. Uh, each person will get are a guess a after room? the clue. We're not. We're in a Zoom room. So kind of like Wheel of Fortune style or America yes. Says style. Yes, Wheel of Fortune style. If you guess wrong, you go bankrupt. So I will start it off here. I'll start it off here. 
Clue number one. This person played on the 1992 Dream Team, Jay. Uh, that would be Carl Malone. John, this player was the 1995 NBA MVP. 95, Charles Barkley. Michael, this player is a two-time NBA champion. Magic Johnson. Jay, he played center for the same team from 1989 to 2003. You need not even guess. John. I, I don't have a guess. Is this the last one, last clue? No, nope, there's one clue after this. Okay. John, this player was nicknamed the Admiral for him going to school at the Navy. Oh, 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 David Robinson. That is correct, David Robinson. Awesome. The last clue, I'm sure Michael would have got it. <laughs> last clue, he played for the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was on the 92 Dream Team. He was. He was. I'm actually was, kind was, of surprised. Was. I'm very proud I would of be you, surprised if you knew who David Robinson was. That's what I was getting at. Did That's you know all. who David Robinson is, Michael? That is a negative. That's oh, a okay. point for me. Point for John. Mark it down. Okay. John, keep it rolling. I'm going to do an actor. Let's go. Mike starred in the... He was in the 1992 movie Wayne's World. Dana Carvey. Ryan, he was in the 1993 movie Coneheads. Chris Farley? Correct. Hey! Wow! Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes, he was the boyfriend in Coneheads, and he was the roadie. I forgot in about Wayne's that. World. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Coneheads in a long time. I, In fact, I have not seen Coneheads since I was a kid. And it would probably be way funnier now. It's not bad. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it, it, it ain't bad. Mike? Okay, um, I'm doing actor. This person starred in the 2015 movie, The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you chose uh, The Martian. Um <laughs> It can't be the obvious, but I have to say the obvious. Matt Damon. <laughs> Controversy. Uh, <laughs> Controversy. Matt's not going to like that. This person was Don't also in... Damon movie. <laughs> this person was also in... The 2011 movie Johnny English Reborn. Brian? Uh, Rowan Atkinson. This person has an affinity for magic, John. Oh, what's that guy's name? Ben- Benedict Wong. That is correct. I never would have got that one. You would have his... by the end of it. I don't even know who Benedict Wong is. Is, is that the guy from Jurassic Park? He's the Sorcerer Supreme after uh, Doctor um, Strange. Yeah, from Doctor Strange. He's oh, the Asian. I he's his, Wong. I didn't know what his name. I didn't know he's Wong, was. right? With yeah. Wang. Wong. All right, John. This person was a voice in the Prince of Egypt, nineteen ninety-eight. Prince of Egypt in nineteen ninety-eight. Yep. I, 
Kevin Costner. <laughs> uh, no. Ryan, this person was in Red Dragon 2002. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mike, this person was in The Hurt Locker 2009. Um, Jeremy Renner. John, this person was in The King's Man 2021. Oh. Ralph Fiennes. Boom. Ralph Fiennes, baby. Man, John's killing it. I get all the easy ones. (laughs) John, you're doing good. Um, We'll start with Mike. We're doing actor. This actor was in Wayne's World 1 and 2. Mike Myers. Jay. This actor was in Little Giants. Is it Rick Moranis? John. This actor was in The Bone Collector. Ed O'Neill. That is correct. Wow. John, you are kicking butt. Sweeping this thing. I thought when you said Wayne's World, John, I thought you were taking Ed O'Neill there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. I forgot he was in Wayne's World. I was like going oh, through my head, Wayne's World. And then he said Little Giants. I was like, oh, the guy in the diner. Yeah. Great, great uh, scene in the Wayne's World movie. Uh, I think I'm upright. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to do uh, first clue will be uh, quarterback NFL. Mike. Okay. That was the first clue? That's the first only clue? clue? That's the first clue? Quarterback in well, the NFL. How many you seasons? Got about, you got about 96 quarterbacks, <laughs> if they're current, to choose from. If not, Joe Montana. That's the re- first clue. Ryan, he retired in 1984. Quarterback in the NFL that retired in 1984. Joe Theismann. Jay, he played for three teams. The New Orleans Saints, who drafted him. The Houston Oilers and the Minnesota Vikings. Jim Kelly. Yeah. Who did you say? Ken Kelly? Jim Kelly? I don't know. Oh, he Jim played Kelly. for the Bill. He just played for the Bill. Yeah, okay. I can. I don't know. Mike, uh, the jersey number he wore throughout his career was the number eight. Oh, my God. Wait. Was it Jim McMahon? You have a really hard one here. He played over 15 years in the NFL. Never won a Super Bowl. That's not, that doesn't make it easier. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember this guy playing. I'm, I'm going to take a guess here because there's not there's hardly any good Saints quarterbacks ever. And Vikings had terrible quarterbacks after Fran Tarkenton. And Oilers never had very good quarterbacks either besides Warren Moon. So I'm going to go with maybe he played these teams later in his career. Archie Manning? Correct. Wow. Wow. My last clue, which would have gave it away, was two of his sons have won Super Bowls. Mm. I would have enjoyed getting that clue. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mikey. All right. I'm going to do actor. Who goes first here? Um, We'll do Jay because he was next up in the cycle. Jay, this person starred in the 2013 movie Elysium. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is a setup. <laughs> it's always a setup. I'm trying to uh, Jody Foster. That is correct. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was like, I just oh gotta go god. with the next the next one down. What just happened here, folks? You're looking at the biggest was, upset of all time. I <laughs> was really gonna go with William uh Finchner. But I thought he would be too, even though he's in everything, he would have been too fringe to guess. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. You do know who it is, but you just don't know who it is. Yeah, exactly. Jody, I don't even, I've never even watched that movie, Elysium. Have <laughs> <laughs> like, seen Elysium? <laughs> no. I remember going to theaters to see it because I thought it was going to be so good. It was I not. Even, I don't even know Jodie Foster's done a movie since Brian the L. Elysium. I can't. Oh yeah! Oh that guy. yeah! From Armageddon. Hey, he's the bad guy oh, in Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> Shredder. Yeah, it's like, but you wouldn't know him by his name. There's All right, Jay. Jay. Jay, finish it off. I feel like I've got so many good ones. I'm gonna go. I, I'm, I'm I, gonna go athlete just because I want to. Yeah, I want to help you nerds out. You athlete nerds. I have the most points, so start with me. So it's fair game. John. This person played eight seasons in the NFL. Priest Holmes. Ryan, this person threw for 16,774 yards and 99 touchdowns. Eight seasons. 16,000 yards and 99 touchdowns, did you say? I did indeed. That's not bad for eight years. That's not great either. Which means they had a little run in there. Uh, Robert Griffin III. No, wrong. Uh, Mike, this person started for three teams. San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I know. I know who it is. I know who it is. Um, uh... And I knew it before um, Ryan's guest. Was it, um... I, I can't remember his last name. Um, was it Elvis Graback or whatever? Mike's right. It's Elvis Graback. Yeah. Wow. Did you have you? No way. How did you do that, Mike? You had to have told him before I, the show. I promise you I didn't. You told There's no him. way Michael There's knows no a guy way. named Elvis, Elvis Graback. I feel like he needs to show us his computer screen. Were you typing stuff in, bro? You told him you were doing that. Dude, no, no, I way. promise Michael you. Knows there is Gerbeck. no way Michael knows Elvis Gerbeck. Dude, I agree with you. I am in total shock right now. That's crazy. Mike, how did you my, do that? My great uncle's name was uh, Elvis. So what, you is just he, always is knew he Elvis Gerbeck? Is your great uncle Elvis Gerbeck? <laughs> <laughs> so my next clue was going to be... Well, I know I did play football. My next... <laughs> My next clue, he was going to be, he was featured as people's sexiest athlete in 1998. That's and how the, he knows. Ah, ah, that's how and Michael the, knows. The backstory on that, I thought this was hilarious. Um, later on, sports writer Jeff Perlman said, this was a complete mistake by the photographer who under the instructions was to profile the Chiefs quarterback. They accidentally took pictures of Elvis Gerback instead of Rich Gannon. They just ran the story anyway. <laughs> it was supposed to be Rich I Gannon remember that. as the sexiest man, but they just ran it with Elvis Gerback. I'm like, that Sorry, is 
hilarious. I can't believe you got that. Some hand claps there. Yeah, that was epic. I was. That was impressive. Well, everything we thought we knew about you, Mike, totally out the window now. (laughs) Uh, John, John won that game. Four points for John, two for me, one for Jay, one for Mike. Woo! But I think in our hearts, Mike just won that game. Yeah. Amen to that. I give Mike four points. <laughs> four points for Gryffindor. Four points. <laughs> you know you're a you know you're a Hufflepuff or whatever it is. I mean, come on now. Oh, I just almost spit coffee everywhere. <laughs> My whole laptop. Was he's over here room. saying he's Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way, bud. Ain't no way. Yeah. I think so, I took uh, one of those uh, Harry Potter tests one time. I think I ended up in Ravenclaw, actually. <laughs> uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> I could see that, too. Should we keep the games going with some trivia? Yeah, let's do some trivia. It's time to play Bad Child Trivia. Brought to you by the Bad Child Chronicles. Okay, today's trivia. Just like the last time, we each picked a category. My category today is going to be sports stars in movies. Mike, what do you got? Uh, Today I'm going to be taking us back to school. And doing Capital Cities. Oh, boy. John? I'm going to take you to the movies with some Jim Carrey movie trivia. Mm. Smoking! Jay? I will also be going to the movies, except my movies are going to be box office bombs. Movies that did not make money. Yeah, bad one. Well, let's go through our call signs here. Jay, what do you got? Woo! John? Yep. Mike? Ah! And mine is? Brother. All right. Who wants to start it off? I'll start it John. off. John. Oh, you want to start it off? You want I'll to do three movies in a row? Okay. The capital city of Connecticut. You guys are dead to me. Jay. Um, Because of the insurance company, Hartford Insurance, Hartford, Connecticut. That is correct. I was going to say Hartsford, so I'm glad I didn't go. (laughs) I was just about ready to say. The judges might have accepted that. Um, The capital city of Delaware. Hey, I'm in Delaware. Yay, <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> I have no idea what Delaware is. Pick Ryan. Pick Ryan. Pick, pick Ryan. Pick Ryan. <laughs> pick him. Pick him. Be a villain. Ryan. Brother. <laughs> uh, let's go... Biden City. That is incorrect. Oh. By Dawn City is correct. <laughs> Does anybody want to steal? The correct answer was Dover. 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 The capital city of Oregon. Brother. Ryan. 
Is it Salem? That is correct. That's correct. Ah. Yeah. To zero. Final question. The capital city of New Jersey. Boo! Jay. Uh, Trenton, New Jersey. That is correct. Jersey Shore. Thank you for joining me for Michael's Capital Cities. Did you do five? Are we doing five or four? I thought we only did uh, four for trivia. I thought five. we did five. five. We do five. Do one more. The capital city of Montana. Brother. Ryan. Helena. 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 Yeah. That yeah. is correct. Yep. Yes, yes. Thank you for the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, <laughs> Ryan's sweating. <laughs> I don't know if, if Montana has any more towns besides Helena. Okay, uh, points after that round. Ryan one, J two, Mike and John zero. You got to try harder there, Mike. I say Jay goes next to get him because he's on awesome. a hot streak. Oh. Let's slow him down. Good, good strategy, John. Whatever. I'm excited. So so explain the bombs. What's a bomb? Is it like box office, like they don't make any money, or is it a terrible movie? Thank you. Uh, so a box office bomb is when... So the goal of any movie getting released is to break even. They want to hit their break-even number. Um, I want people to understand that when a movie, when you see it gross like... 30 million on a weekend or 60 million on a weekend, the studio is only on average getting 55% of that revenue. The rest of that money is going to the theater chains. If you're looking at overseas grosses, they only get about 30%. So even if a movie had a budget of a hundred million and it made a hundred million, that that's not what they actually made back. So, a lot of people, I just wanted you to understand that. So a box office bomb are movies that have totally lost a ton of money for the studio. And so then they have to end up writing it off um, on their back end. Okay. I'm interested to see how your questions are worded. Oh, okay. Number one. This 2002 outer space comedy was a massive box office bomb with an estimated budget of $100 million uh, plus twenty million for marketing, it grossed at the domestic box office only four point four million dollars. It has Brother. an estimated. You're still going. No, sorry. no, he's got to do the question. Yeah. I thought. He, uh, sorry, I didn't know it was going to be a ten minute question. Go ahead. It has an estimated loss of ninety seven million dollars. Name the movie. Ah! Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. I def. I definitely got that. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. That is correct. Yes. Yes. You said that, Mike, because it was not my guess. <laughs> that wasn't your guess, Ryan. <laughs> uh, uh, that w- Eddie Murphy has had some bombs. That is his biggest one. Which is funny because it's not a great movie. But, like, I enjoyed it in the sense of, like, it takes you on this this fun ride. But, like, was there, Matt you Damon can, or Kevin Costner or uh, Nick Cage in that? No, Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Yeah. Number two, and I didn't know if I should do this, but I do have, just so you guys know, I do have a hint in case no one can get it. I will give you all a hint. 
This 2012 alien action movie would go on to lose one of the worst recorded losses in cinema history with a reported loss of $150 million. Even with its hyped up cast and soundtrack, it could not compensate for how much pre and post production had ballooned the budget. Yep. John. John Carter. Wrong. Mm. Give us the hint. Not even the cheap tie in to the board game could save this movie. Ha! Michael. Zathura. Wrong. What is it? Can I John, steal you again? your point? Back? Yeah, yeah, get your point back. Mars needs moms. Wrong. Wow. Does John lose another point? Yeah. What is it, Jay? The answer is Battleship. Uh, Battleship. 2012's oh. Battleship. I kept thinking you said Alien. I kept thinking Outer Space. Movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that movie, Battleship. That's. Yep, starring, enjoyed that movie. starring Taylor Kitts, Alexander Skarsgård, Rihanna, Brooklyn Decker, and Liam Neeson. Next up, this 2013 action movie brought together two very well-known actors and a lot of really bad storyline and CGI. With the budget estimated at $154 million, it suffered a loss of $92 million. The review stated for a movie that so strenuously rips off Ghostbusters and Men in Black, this movie manages to come up with fresh new ways of being absolutely terrible. And I do have a hint. What's the hint? Extra hint. This movie was starring Ryan Reynolds. Yep. R.I.P.D. The rest in peace department. That is correct. Yep. Negative one, baby. I'm coming back. <laughs> $90 million. Yep. Mm. These are good clues, Jay. You're doing a good job. Uh, number four, this 2016 Nickelodeon movie tried to combine two offhand ideas with a play on words and kickstart a new series. Even though it had an A cinema score, critics tore it apart and not enough people turned out to the movie. It would end up costing Nickelodeon $123 million and forego any future of the franchise. Was it I am number four? No. Wrong. Yeah, guess because that movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hint. An alien hides in a truck. Ah! Mike. I see the picture of it, but it was... Uh, what's the name of the alien? It's, it's with... Um, it's with the guy from. Uh, it's with Simon Pegg. Uh, no, no, no. And and uh, yep. And John, monster trucks. Monster trucks from Nickelodeon. Yep. That was 2013. That was. I said 2016. Oh, I thought you said 2013. I was like, because I know that came out when my kid was watching movies. We yeah. will not deduct another point for Mike, even though. Even though we could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Last one. This 2018 film was going to take over the world with its giant set pieces and a screenplay written by a very known talent. This movie ended up losing the box office record 
of $175 million and is considered the biggest financial flop in movie history. With elements borrowed from Star Wars, Mad Max, The Matrix, and Lord of the Rings, filmmakers would call this a Frankenstein monster made from all of those franchises' spare parts. Do you have a hint? The hint is Peter Jackson wrote the screenplay and produced the film. Ah. <clears throat> Mike. <laughs> Was it Valerian in 10,000 Cities, whatever? It's not. It is not. That was my guess. Uh, oh, no, no. Oh, yep. John. Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines ah. by Peter Jackson. I totally 170-something million dollars? It holds the record $175 million loss. I never even heard of it. Totally. Do you remember those previews? <laughs> That's they, the point. They put Mortal so engines? much money into yeah. the the marketing behind that, it and was, it oh. it always it, it just looked so bland. So all everyone says visually, like it's a beautifully made movie, but the storyline is just so all over the place. I never it knew is Peter not Jackson was even involved in that. I didn't honest. either. They didn't market it with his name at all. I, I had remembered that they did. I don't remember them saying um, that. I remember them positioning that, that that was going to be like when the first Divergent movie came out and everybody thought it was going to be successful. Like that was their, that was going to compete with it. I, I can't yeah. remember exact time frames, but I remember it yeah. being in the same conversation as uh, Divergent, Twilight, and like all these other franchises and it, and it never, never hit. Yeah, it did not take off well all at right. all. After round two, Jay has two, Ryan and John have one, and Michael is at minus three. (laughs) (laughs) So if I sweep this next round, I still can't win. (laughs) All right, I'll go for the next one. All right, I have sports stars that are in movies. Okay? I will name... The movies, in, or I will name some of the movies. Some of them have a lot of movies, but I will name a very well-known movie or a couple of movies, and you guess the sports star that was in it. And I can give you a hint by um, something relating to their sports if you need a hint. This sports, very popular sports star, was in The Hangover. Yep. Woo! John. Mike Tyson. That is correct. How did he beat me? Oh, he definitely beat you. I, I heard. I was like, him. Yep. There was a whole breath between those responses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. It clicked in her brains at the same time, but mine's a lot easier yep. to get out. You got inhale. I got oh. exhale. So that's why I chose my Dang call it. signal. Learn from me, listeners. Okay. Just hold my breath. <gasps> this, I, this iconic character and sports star was in the Naked Gun series. Yeah. Yep. John. O.J. No. Simpson. That is correct. How, how did he beat me? Because he said, yep, before you said whatever your call sign is. Michael, replay the freaking tapes. There's no way that Dude, time. He beat I got you. it. <clears throat> he beat you. Okay. Dinner, chicken dinner. This very popular sports star 
was in the movie There's Something About Mary. Yeah. I'll let you have it, Jay. I'll go to Jay because John started before I, I went finished. before you finished. Go ahead, Jay. So uh, that, would be, that would be uh, Brett Favre. That is correct. Brett Favre. Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Right. Favre. This sports star starred in this movie, and it's a toss-up if he was a bigger sports star or bigger from this movie, Police Academy. I don't remember. I'll give you a hint, but it's probably not going to help you. Played for the Houston Oilers. All right, we'll go to. Uh, I'm going to be ashamed if you guys never seen these movies. Uh, we'll go to. Uh, who has the most points here? John. <laughs> Thank you. I've seen Police Academy one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen all sixteen of them. I have seen all seventeen Police Academies, but I don't remember a sports star, so I must have been too young to cl- to connect the two. Only Houston Oiler I know of is Warren Moon, and I know it's wrong. That's where I'm going to go. Okay, anybody want to get a steal? I do not. Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith played Hightower. I've never I never even heard of Bubba Smith. All right, last one. This iconic sports star starred in The Dirty Dozen and The Running Man. Would you like a hint? Yes. Yes. Would you like a hint relating to who he played in The Running Man, or would you like a hint re- or replying to sports? Do The Running Man. Sports. He played... Okay. Jay, you're a tiebreaker. Sports. Okay. He played for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. John. Jim Brown. That's correct. Jim Brown played fireball in The Running Man. Nice. All right, Jay or John, at the end of round three, Ryan has one, John has three, Mike has minus three, and Jay has three. So, Jay, you could potentially win it, or you could mess it up here. Or I can just not lose. That's all I got to (laughs) do. All right. So, let's talk about some Jim Carrey movie trivia here. We'll do our call signs here. Let's do our call signs. This, this might get crazy. Mike, ah! Jay, Woo! and mine is brother. In 1994, Jim Carrey starred in three films, which all three of them opened number one at the box office. Legend. What are those three movies? Brother. Ryan? The Mask, Liar, Liar, and Ace Ventura 2. Correct. Oh, dang it. Anybody want to try to steal? Ah. Mike? Mike? Uh, Michael? Liar, liar, the mask, and the first Ace Ventura. That is incorrect. Jay's not going to guess. He doesn't want to lose any points. What is it, John? Dumb and Dumber. Was released on December 16th and grossed 16 million, 16 million on its opening weekend. The Mask was released July 29th and grossed 23 million on its opening weekend. 
And the first Ace Ventura was released on February 4th and grossed 12 million. So those were the three movies to release in the same year and all be number one openings for Jim Carrey. Number yeah, one movie. That is why really, he started commanding $20 million per yeah. movie. I really thought Ace Ventura came out before those other ones. So. I think Liar Liar was 97. All right. Um, so Jim Carrey rarely does sequels in which he starred in the original and the follow-up. Can you name the three movies that Jim Carrey has been in the original and the follow-up? Jay, I, I would wouldn't that would be Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and Sonic. You are correct. I couldn't think. I forgot Dumb and Dumber. I had Sonic and yeah. Ace Ventura. I yeah. couldn't think of Me the third too. one. <clears throat> it was Sonic that actually took me a second. I was like, I have the two. What was I'm like? What's the oh Sonic? I just yeah, I just watched Sonic two. So after his record-breaking year in 94, Jim Carrey was the first actor to ever receive an upfront salary of $20 million for a single role. In what movie did he receive the salary? Ha! Michael? Ace Ventura 2. Incorrect. Ha! Michael? Liar, liar. Incorrect. Digging up up holes. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, oh, brother, 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 brother. Uh, Michael said off first. Michael. <laughs> the cable guy. Correct. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> Back you to guess negative enough times, five. you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> the cable guy, which was released in 1995, was the first movie to pay an actor $20 million for their single role in the movie. That movie didn't do very well, did it? Not as well as what they were thinking it would do. Let me look that up. Right well, now. it was supposed to be Chris Farley in that movie. was original cast. In what role? Does anybody want a bonus point here? Let's do a bonus point. Who directed the cable guy? I'm out because I'm looking at the thing right now. I'm not directing. That was uh, Matthew Broderick, yeah. False. Incorrect. Ben Stiller directed the cable guy. Really? Yep. Wow. That was a bonus point, so there's no deductions. Uh, That's what I thought. It's the only reason I guessed. Uh... Budget of forty-seven million. Uh, worldwide gross was sixty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't do well. Did Judd Apatow write the Cable Guy, Mike? Since you got pulled up, uh, I'm on Mo- Box Office Mojo, so it's not as easy to get oh, okay. that information. Uh, I can go to IMDb real quick. Uh, For some reason, I think he was involved somehow, but I don't remember how. Uh, the writer was Lou Holtz Jr. Okay. Lou Holtz. The Notre Dame coach. (laughs) (laughs) The Notre Dame coach. All right. Question number four. Jim Carrey has one writing credit in his filmography for original screenplay. What is that movie? (sighs) Michael. The number 23. Wrong. Uh, oh, brother, Ryan. Anyway, rubber face. Wrong, brother. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> oh no, I can't remember. The- Once bitten. Wrong. Okay. 
Ryan, are you trying to get below Michael? Like, where, where are we at here? <laughs> the only movie he has written or have writing credit for is Ace Ventura, the first one. Mm, makes sense. Last question for a thousand points. Okay. <laughs> Last question. What movie? What is the only movie Jim Carrey has received an Oscar nomination for for Best Actor? Ah! Michael. Eternal Sunshine Spotless Mind. That is incorrect. Brother. Ryan. Man on the Moon. That is incorrect. Ah! Michael. The Majestic. That is incorrect. Brother. Brother. Ryan. The Truman Show. That is incorrect. Wow. Do you guys uh, want to keep digging your holes here? <laughs> this is a negative a thousand every time. <laughs> I mean, we know it wasn't me, myself, and Irene. Uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> it's a trick question. Here's your hint. It's a trick question. He has never been nominated for Best Actor. Oh, you suck. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. <laughs> that is awesome. You suck. I was sitting here like, I don't remember him ever getting a reward. I, can't, I was like, I, I'm out. I do not remember. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that one, but then my scary movie trivia did the Friday the 13th one, which was also a trick question. So I figured I'd keep it rolling. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. So after that round, if you guys want to confirm with me, I have Ryan at negative four, Mike at negative eight. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay at positive four and I'm at three. Jay, you're the winner again. Well, sounds like we have a double uh, double punishment coming up here with Mike and Ryan. <laughs> if you're both in the negative, ah, that's not good. No, nobody said that. Okay, let's do a draft. It's draft time. Whoever has married that voice, it's one lucky man. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I just play it on repeat all the time. I'm just glad you guys haven't caught on that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually me. Mike, are you picking our order here or what's going on? Sure. Okay. So for Jay, Jay is going to be number three. John is going to be number two. Ryan will be number one. Boom. Oh, man. Ryan's oh, number one. Pressure. I'm number the two. Pressure. Here's yes. the thing for TV shows. I don't think there is a clear one. No, one. Absolutely not. Okay. I'm going to talk about that. Who's three? Me. I'm three. And Mike's four. Okay. Yep. What? All right. Today what? we're doing the best cartoons of all time when we're growing up. So kids' cartoons only. Anime. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys. This is to me. There's no clear 101. It's very subjective to when you're growing up. I was a kid where my parents plopped me in front of a TV and let me watch cartoons because it kept me out of trouble. That explains. So I watched a lot of them, and I can't even pick a 101. Um, There's so many good ones, and there's so many bad ones. (laughs) But (laughs) I have the uh, I have the first pick, and I. you know, I'm a lot older. I'm older than you guys by about ten years, so we'll see how this goes. Tens being generous, but, but 
When you had TV, Ryan, did you have remotes or did you have the dial on the TV where you had uh, we, turn the I had dial? the dial on the TV when wow. I was young. Yes. Wow. I remember when we got Legendary. Remotes. How we excited were you when, when uh, you got a colored TV for the first time? We always had color TVs, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's sitting here like, I was the remote. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had to go change that channel. Yeah, I sat uh, two feet in front of the TV all the time. We had one of those big TVs too, the big, uh, two big wood case, like a yeah. it was like a big oh, yeah. table. With, you were buying with, a TV. With... You were buying furniture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You say big, what? You say big TV. It was like what thirty inches? Like what was its diameter? Like it was, it was probably like thirty two. Thirty two was big back in yeah, the uh, yeah. 80s. That was the big. That was big back then. The Let TV size was 80 inches, but yes. the screen size was <laughs> the TV size was exactly. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When I moved out of my parents' house at 18, I had to get a TV for my place. And so I strolled into Goodwill and I found uh, a tube color TV that was baked into this elaborate wood thing. But I felt like a straight baller because that thing was on a swivel base. There was a completely separate like wood I remember thing. that TV. Yeah, and uh, so like, like the apartment was so small, you never needed to rotate the TV, <laughs> but, but it rotated, and I to, felt like a baller. You had to rotate it to get around the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we're clear, uh, me and Mike did share an apartment building. Um, when we were um, uh, young and uh, me and my wife sprung some cash for like that 42 inch LCD LG. There's a reason Mike was down at our apartment a lot watching TV. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I thought the, this, you know, to this day, I still feel like that picture was pretty good on those TVs, but it was still good. Yeah. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't bright. That was the only thing about them. Like there was good definition, but they weren't bright. It was not bright. I remember when I was older, I was like 21, and I got a bonus at work, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I went out, and I only lived a block away from the TV and appliance store. Circuit City! <laughs> it was called no, it was called Aberdeen TV and Appliance. And wow. I walked, I walked over there, and I bought a 32-inch JVC flat-screen TV, and flat-screens just came out, and I thought, I, I carried it home. It was like 800 pounds, and... Everybody wanted to come over to my house. My was it the projection? I don't know. It was no. It, it it cost a lot of money for a thirty-two inch flat. It was like eight hundred dollars for a thirty-two inch flat screen TV in two thousand one. I would just like to say, if the Aberdeen appliance and TV place is still open, we'd like you to be a sponsor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I got the number one pick here, and uh, it was very hard for me because I grew up in different, you know. Different era. I like this cartoon the most. And I like this one the most. But I'm going to go with the one that I still am a fan of today. If new series comes Just out, going to go ahead and type it down. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of toys for this. Uh, Ninja Turtles nah. is my number one cartoon of all time. Nice, nice. Did you watch any of the new Nickelodeon Ninja Dude, Turtles that have I come out? I love the new. The, I do too. I love that it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, I'm it's rewatching amazing. it again. It's amazing. It's so good. My daughter started watching that when she was a kid, and I'm like, 
oh, you're watching Ninja Turtles. And I, so when you're, you know, your kids are watching TV, you watch with them. Yep. I'm like this. And every week when a new episode came out, I'm like, we got it. What Have you watched Ninja Turtles yet? We got to watch it. It's on. <laughs> it's so bought, good. And she bought all the toys for it to you. And I probably played with them with, with her all the time because it was so fun. Since you watched a lot of older shows, I just want to confirm this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Yes, Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles. I just want to make sure there wasn't some other older show called Ninja <laughs> Turtles that they spun off to the Teenage Mutants. So I just nope, want to make nope. sure. All right. Oh. All right. Who's got number two? John does. I'm going to take my personal favorite show growing up as a kid that I still honestly watch to this day with my kids. Um, it's been on the air since 1999. Uh, Oops. 277 episodes, over 500 segments, three feature films based off of it. In 2000, so 2019, it was a total gross of $13 billion in merchandising re- revenue. Who uh, lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! So I'm going to take SpongeBob SquarePants. Dang you, John. Dang you. That was my pick. That great pick. That was uh, very high in my list. Probably my next pick, but it came back. It was, no way it was coming back. It no, was that. No. It was my number one pick. If I had number one, I was going to pick SpongeBob. When I was researching things for it, you know, like there was a Wikipedia page for Nickelodeon cartoon shows, you know, at the yeah. TV Awards, and SpongeBob has won seventeen times in a row. This is like where it's yeah. at right now. Oh my goodness! Wow. So I <laughs> also doing research. So I have to share this story. Um, the show was created by Steven Hillenberg all the way back in 1989. That was a, he used these characters at a way, as a way he was a teacher to teach his students about undersea life. He wow. began developing this, uh, the show in 1996. And then in 1997, he developed a seven minute pilot and it was pitched to Nickelodeon. The network executives wanted SpongeBob to be a child in school but Hillenberg, he he knew SpongeBob needed to be an adult character. He was prepared to abandon the entire series, but then they compromised, and he created Mrs. Puff, and he put SpongeBob in boating school so he could still attend school as an adult. And because of that, like John said, they went on to gross over thirteen billion dollars. Thank you, billion. Mrs. Puff. No. Steven Hillenberg did pass away in 2018. So shout out to him and what he created and the legacy he left behind. Sorry for so Steven Hillenberg's estate. If you want to be a sponsor, you can. <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, we're but so sorry ser- for your loss. <laughs> and also, we're is RIP. <laughs> Seriously, we're sorry for the loss. But $13 billion, uh, guys? <laughs> We will be called the SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> Man Chronicles. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know what I'm gonna do with that and edit. I don't. Know. <laughs> Jay, you are on the clock. Oh, um, I'm glad that I get a pick um, again shortly after because I am so torn between several picks right now. I am All of going which to which I'm going to take. Um. <laughs> But I, I have to go with this one. Um, it's one of my favorites uh, as a kid. It was some of my first experience dealing with the mysterious and creepy. Um, 
even if they do the new don't adventures, do it. it's don't good. Do it. Don't do it. I even love the Casey Kasem with don't the name Scooby Doo. So Scooby Doo, where All are right. you? There are so many good, um, um, so many good reiterations of that show. Except anything like in the past decade, they just have not been able to recreate it. Um, but I absolutely love that show. Um, All time favorites. Like we got pig scoob. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. I love you. You're that's an important part of my childhood. <laughs> All right. I'll keep us rolling here. Has uh, Matt Damon done any kids' cartoons? Yeah. <laughs> was there a Martian? Was there a cartoon, the Martian or the Face Off cartoon? Face Off cartoon. Caster Troy, the Adventures of Caster Troy. <laughs> adventures of Caster Troy. Um, We're all just sitting here waiting for something. Jared Leto, Matt Damon, Caster yeah. Troy. It's up to I, you, Mike. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows as a kid um, didn't necessarily run for a very long time, but I know had a lot of um, a lot of kids' attention, and that was the show Recess. Also went Ooh. on to uh, have several movies that still are available on Netflix, all of which are really great. Um, being a kid, growing up, all the fun things. Um, and then I'm also there. I had several favorites that aren't necessarily high up on the thing, but I'm going to take, um, the, uh, the first woke cartoon captain planet, earth, wind, fire, water, water, heart, heart, go planet by your, powers, your combined, powers combined. I am ca- captain planet. He's a hero. Gonna I mean, take Pollution down to zero. Gonna help him put asunder bad guys who like to loot and plunder. You'll pay for this, Captain Planet. We're the Planeteers. You can be one too. Because <laughs> saving can... our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way. <laughs> Hear what Captain Planet has to say. The power is yours. Bum, bum. All I could think is Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> Just taking everybody out. <laughs> Turning people into plants. <laughs> You're a tree. You're a tree. All I can think of is what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic <laughs> things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything oh. that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having to listen to it. May God have mercy on your soul. May God have mercy on your soul. I like the enthusiasm, though, Mike. I could tell you really got into that. I hope you've watched a lot of episodes and, like, you just didn't see, like, one and you're like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) I just listen to that on Spotify all the time. Spotify, if you're listening, we would love a sponsorship. (laughs) Spotify. Um, It's interesting, Mike. Those two, Recess did make my list. But it was down my list, and I had not even written down Captain Planet, um, which I could be a little ashamed that I didn't even write it down. But um, interesting. 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 Jay, you were on the clock. Jay, darling. Jay, darling. <laughs> Jay, darling. Jay-mathy. <laughs> All right. I am going to have to go with... 
one of the more action packed uh, shows that I watched um, in the nineties. Street Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is with um, uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman. Batman the animated series. Um, Kevin Conroy also did Batman Beyond, and that was one of the first times where they really brought back that dark and brooding mood yep. Yep. of Batman. So that was a really good show. Um, we hit so many Batmans there for a minute that had more of that kind of anime animation style that that was a little fluffier when it came to topics and whatever. But um, uh, Batman the Animated Series was on Hulu or Peacock recently. I don't remember. Um, and we started watching them, and I was surprised at how not necessarily adult in content they are, but in mood oh, yeah. and, and vibe. Like they are a very serious show. Like there, there is no messing around in Batman, the animated series. That was a good pick. I figured you were going to take that for your first pick, Jay. I, I couldn't believe it fell back to me. So I'm very, very happy. Well, if with Mike's behind you, it's pretty <laughs> safe. <laughs> John, you're on the clock. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to take another one that was a favorite of mine growing up watching. It kind of ran right alongside SpongeBob for a while. Uh, Fairly Odd Parents on Nickelodeon ran 10 seasons, 172 episodes. Uh, Butch Hartman was a creator and it was just really fast paced comedy. And every scene was just topping the other scene in comedy. And it just rolled very well. Every segment, they just had great characters and, I could just watch every time it was on. It was like, yep, I'm watching it. John, I remember us at Granny's watching an episode one time, and it was that Arnold Schwarzenegger fairy, yeah. and he got so big, <laughs> and there's this cat that attacks his face, and his arms are so big, and so he's sitting there on screen going, my arms are too big, I cannot touch my face. <laughs> he's trying to get this cat off his face, and he can't. And I remember me and John just dying oh laughing about to pee ourselves. So I was really hoping someone was going to pick that so I could share that story. That was just the comedy that show brought every episode. Like it was just zany <laughs> off the wall, but it was just so funny. My muscles are too big. I cannot touch my face. Ryan, right. you're on the clock. All right. I'm going to go. I know nobody's going to pick this one, but I'm going to pick it. Uh, this was. Pr- as far back as I can remember, this was the cartoon that got me going on cartoons. Gargoyles. In, in fact, no, that came out. Dude, later, don't man. bring out really good shows like that. Uh, I This show would come on, and me and my cousin would watch it, and we would literally call each other on our phones, which was a landline back then. We had to pay long distance to make sure the other person was watching it. What do you mean in landline? Our, Exactly. Yeah. Was it one of those phones where you had to go? <laughs> yes, it was, it was. It was. It was. And uh, had all the toys for it. And it is, they just came out with a new uh, series on Netflix. It is He Man in the Masters of the Universe. One of wow. my favorites. Oh, wow. One of my favorites. Probably, it's right there with Ninja Turtles. Uh, then the next one I will go, this was a little. Um, getting a little older, probably when I was 11, 12 years old. I didn't oh, know we could go older than He-Man. 
I was about to say. How old were you and your cousin? God. Like 16, it's reverse, 17? It's reverse, reverse age here. It was okay. When we watched T-Man 2, it was reruns that was on, but it was new to me then. You're like but, 17 uh, this, years old in high school. Hey, you're watching T-Man? This next one, I'm old enough to remember when Nickelodeon came out with mm-hmm. the lineup for TV shows at night when it went Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I am taking Ren and Stimpy uh, for my next pick. Uh, very uh, groundbreaking cartoon that you guys probably don't remember. I wasn't allowed to watch it. I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, I don't think a lot of cartoons would be around today if it wasn't for that one stretching yeah. the boundaries yeah. of cartoons. That that show. Um, I still don't think I would watch that show to this day because it's so visually unsettling. Like <laughs> it's visually it, crude. It yeah, just hurts your eyes. Yeah, it really does. So if you remove any of the content, like you remove all of that craziness, it's just so visually uncomfortable. Like those those zoomed in like microscope shots that yeah. they would do. Their gross it, faces. They just stuff, cr- yeah. create so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the uh, I think it came on Spike maybe but they had like the adult version oh, of yeah. Rinstead oh, yeah. that came on afterwards yep. so so a lot of people get like those two mixed together like so it's pretty funny okay uh, John you're back on the clock right, Ryan I'm- both of those I had to write down I did not have them on my list I did, I knew that you guys. Well, I, I am, know if you'd ever written Stimpy, but I knew you weren't going to have He Man on there for sure. I am like blown away right now at this with this draft. I feel like if this it's was objective. like a fantasy, I know it is. I'm just it saying if like this was up. a fantasy football draft, I'm sitting here like, man, there's still so many first round draft picks available. <laughs> yeah, it depends are, when you grew up, though. It's like you yeah. guys are talking fairly odd parents. I watch those with my freaking kids, man. So and they're great. And it was hilarious. They are. They're good. Yeah, they're <laughs> they so are good. good, man. They are. They are. They are good. I'm gonna take another Nickelodeon show. Um, another one I watched a lot growing up. Uh, went for five seasons, a hundred episodes. Uh, hey Arnold. It's a great. Uh, pick. Nickelodeon show. It was a show with a lot of heart. When you look back at it, the episodes had a lot of heart. And there's a couple episodes that they made that was just like. Like high quality produced for a kid's show, like the storyline wise. Yep. And it, Grandpa so was always Arnold. dropping nuggets of wisdom. So I'm going to take Hey Arnold for my third pick. That's the guy with the football shaped head, wasn't it? You are correct. Jay, you're up. So this was a show that I watched weekly as a kid. It could be labeled, I feel like it could have been labeled as one of the adult shows. But I do not label it that way, so I will let you guys tell me if I can't pick it or not. Hey, Beavis. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Oh, be- no, no. I, I need uh, to before my if it, in, if it aired in primetime, I would say it's probably not. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, I, I know, John, we watch this one every week. Um, it was uh, Futurama. That's an adult show. Yeah, that's, that's an adult, adult show. That was a primetime show, I think. I just never, I never saw it as an adult show. That's why I, I said earlier, there's one show that I don't think falls in the category of, because it's not dirty like Family Guy, American Dad, eh. South Park, no, but Rick it's, and Morty. It's TV 14 because there's language in it. Captain Brennigan and Bernie Schwartzwitz. 
It's yeah, we all we all like to show Futurama, but unfortunately, you have to pick another pick. Okay, that's fine. I will move on. Would you let Ezra watch Futurama right now? I let Ezra watch Rated R. <laughs> watch Hustle the other night with us. <laughs> Jay, you are on the clock. Thank you. Uh, for my third pick, I'm going to have to also go with a Nickelodeon show. I don't know if you guys have actually watched this one. The emotional authenticity that uh, this show brings out, it also brings out uh, some very dark moments. And that's what Dora. truly separates itself from the other cartoons of its era. Dora the Explorer. Rugrats. <laughs> the quest for enlightenment can raise challenging topics, but the show never let this heavy material weigh it down. It's finale drew a massive 5.6 million viewers. That would be Avatar The Last Airbender. And that is hands down one of my favorite cartoon shows that has ever played. I like the M. Night movie a lot better. Whatever. (laughs) Never watched that one. So my wife um so you know it, it's on Netflix and so I w- I really wanted to watch it with the kids my wife was pretty upset cuz she was like I do not want to watch this after two episodes she was hook line and stinker and she loves that show it was a epic epic show i guess you would say like the scale yeah. of it was epic oh yeah they Hugely blended epic. they blended traditional animation like anime like good all right, Michael, blow us away with your picks. Uh, just going to stick with my heart on this one. So, you got you in cartoons. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the Animaniacs. Oh, I love the Animaniacs. Uh, for that pick. Animaniacs ended up having one of the most successful spinoff shows. What was that spinoff show? Pinky and the Brain. Pinky yep. and the Brain. Dun, dun, dun. Um, which I'm not going to pick. And then... Uh, yeah, may not be uh, the may not be a big thing for everybody, but this was an important cartoon for me as a kid. Um, we watched it a lot, just with where it fell in syndication and everything. Um, when we had when we got satellite, when I was like ten, eleven something years old, um, on Toon Disney Channel. Um, I mean, they were showing three, four, six episodes a day. Um, and that is Tailspin. Mm-hmm. That was on after, uh, that'll be on after school when I got out. Yep. Yeah, recap your four of them, Mike. Uh, my four picks are Recess, Captain Planet, Animaniacs, and Tailspin. Jay, your final pick. Oh, I'm final. Okay. So this one I'll have to uh, pick. I really enjoyed it for some of the smart uh, wittiness that they brought to the show. Um, the wild thorn always always a good time watching it with um my brothers um the adventures of jimmy neutron boy genius that's great i always felt like i could relate to jimmy neutron he shoots to the stars and buys candy bars a kid with a knack for inventions (laughs) and uh with a super powered mind mechanical canine (laughs) rescues the day from shore destruction this is the theme song for jimmy neutron anyways i always thought john was sheen (laughs) 
<laughs> Which one's Sheen? The one that liked his toys. The yeah. What that's was he a, always had? That's was that fat one with the glasses? No, 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 that's Carl. Oh, okay. That's Carl. <laughs> nani, nani, nani. <laughs> what was the what was the action figure's name? I'm trying to think. Um, Neutron action. Zorg. Figure. What was it? Zorg. Sheen, Sheen was obsessed with a superhero called Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord. What's your uh, four picks then, Jay? Oh, my four picks is uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Batman, The Animated Series, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron. I was able to take all my picks off my first page, which has never happened yet. Nice, wow. nice. John, your last pick. I'm torn between two here. There's one I like to watch when I was a child, and there's one I like to watch now with my own kids. So it's hard for me to pick here. I'm going to take the new hit animated show, though. Uh, it's called Bluey. It's still currently running. It's been on a lot of episodes. Fan favorite all around. Lots of fun adventures that family goes on. What's this called? Bluey? Yeah, Bluey. I've, I've heard of it, but I've not seen I've it. never even heard of it. But supposedly it's one of the most wholesome shows to come out this side of the millennium. It's on Disney Plus, I think, right now on some of the episodes. It's a pretty funny show. It's pretty good. Uh, it has a, we'll just say the parents put a lot of effort in making their children's lives fun and adventurous. And then you really sit there and go, oh man, I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really should have done better. Guys. Oh man, these are good parents. <laughs> Kids, keep watching. What's your final four then? Uh, my final four will be SpongeBob SquarePants, Fairly Odd Parents, Hey Arnold, and Bluey. All right, my last pick. This was uh, my first. Well, I shouldn't say first because He Man was action, but uh, old enough for action and really got into it. And probably the best theme song for a cartoon that is the X Men cartoon. Great cartoon. It's on Disney if you want to watch it. It is fantastic. Uh, very uh, very good cartoon that follows the storyline of the movies. I'm pretty sure that's where they got, uh, or the comics probably as well, but very good cartoon. So my four are Ninja Turtles, He-Man, Ren and Stimpy, and X-Men. If this was a battle royale cartoon draft, Ryan would win the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is all action. Wasn't this a battle royale? <laughs> Quit. First of all, I've got the last airbender, so I don't think so, bud. Nobody's beating He-Man, so let's just get that out of the way. Uh, Captain Plan is just going to turn everybody into trees. <laughs> Solid draft, boys. It was good. It was good. Ryan, tell people where they can uh, find us online. Different kind of draft. Well, you can follow us. Give us a follow on Instagram at Man Child Chronicles. Uh, same at t- uh, TikTok, Man Child Chronicles. You can follow me at Oli the Goalie on Twitter. Obviously, you can listen to us on any of your favorite uh, podcast formats, Spotify, Apple, whatever you got. And that's all we got for today's show. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Man Child Chronicles. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Man Child Chronicles and on TikTok at Man Child Chronicles. And a special thanks to the Ant Man 
at Spent Casing Media for the podcast introduction. That's all for now. See you next time.